Hello and welcome to the King's Pixie. This is the second storybook in the Kingdom Fae series. The first book is The King's Secret. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that, it's okay. You can listen to this one first. However, some things might be a little confusing. Anyway, let's go ahead and jump into it. A small quote from Michael Elmore Megan. If we are ready to tear down the walls that confine us, break the cage that imprisons us, we will discover what our wings are for. Chapter 1 I was cold, alone, and hungry. I had just started eating solid foods when Mother disappeared. That was days ago. My throat hurt from calling for her. I was scared. I didn't like being alone. I wanted my mom. I tried one more time to call for her, but I couldn't. My voice was gone from the exertion. I laid down on the cold, smooth floor of our nest and cried silent, painful tears. I was so hungry. Where was my mom? Did she abandon me? As my tears quieted, something fell into the nest with me. I couldn't see very well. My eyes weren't fellow developed yet. Whatever the thing was, it smelled of food. It was small and dark. I reached for it, scarfing the small crunchy thing down as fast as I could. Within seconds, I was sick. My stomach was not only extremely empty, but I also wasn't really used to such foods. I vomited, the intense action racking my frail, infantile body to the point of pain. More tears, more fear. I crawled to a spot in our nest where I could feel the walls on both sides of me and curled into it. The touch felt like my mother protecting me again even though the walls were hard and cold. It was better than feeling alone. Suddenly, the nest shook and made an awful noise. I curled into myself tighter, hoping that whatever predator had found me would do me the honor of at least eating me whole. I didn't want to be chewed. As a new smell filled the nest, I began to feel more comfortable. I didn't know what was in there with me, but I didn't want it to go away. I uncurled and saw something large and bluish in color moving about my nest. I crawled towards it, begging in my raspy pixie voice for help. But before I could reach it, it was gone. I could no longer smell my own vomit. But there was a new crunchy thing there. I nibbled on this one slowly and was able to keep it down. My nest shook again. And suddenly I smelled water. Following the scent, I found the source. It was some strange thing that stuck out along the inside of the nest. It was long and smooth, but rounded at the end. That's where the water smelled the strongest. So I licked it, hoping beyond hope that the water would be there. And it was. The cool droplet soothed my aching throat. I licked the thing until I was exhausted. With my belly full, I curled up against the walls again and fell asleep. The days passed faster now that I had something to look forward to. 
The thing visited my nest several times to bring me food. Soon, my eyes developed, and I could see that the thing was actually a smaller part of something larger. The large thing spoke in deep tones and words I was not familiar with. But I wasn't scared of it. It brought me food. Why would I fear it? One day, when the thing opened my nest and deposited several crunchies, I decided I wanted to say hello. I crawled to it with confidence and gently set my hand on it. It felt strange, almost like the bluish skin it wore wasn't its own. It gently brushed me to the side and retreated through the top of my nest. The next day, I decided to try again, sinking my small claws into its strange blue flesh so I could hold on to it. This time, the thing slammed into me, throwing me against the side of my nest before leaving quickly. It didn't bring me any more food after that. It just stared down at me through the walls of my nest, its large green eyes full of some emotion I couldn't place but I knew wasn't friendly. I still didn't fear it, though. It felt impossible to fear this creature. After several days of nothing but water to fill my stomach, the thing finally brought me food. I stayed in the corner of my nest this time, just watching it as it watched me. When it had left my nest, I cautiously approached the pile of crunchies my eyes never breaking contact with the creature. I ate my food slowly, even though I was starving. The thing found this interesting and scratched some markings onto a white board before walking away. That night, I decided to climb to the top of my nest and investigate the opening. I saw that the nest had a definite separation, but the part of it that opened was held closed by something. I could get my arm through the fine mesh of the nest to feel the thing holding it closed. It could move. I then proceeded to fight with it most of the night in an attempt to get it open. I had just gotten the blockage to move out of the way as a bright light flashed, signaling a new day. To my great displeasure, one of the large beasts saw what I was doing and slammed the nest's opening closed the second I had started to open it. The force they'd used caused me to lose my grip on the side of the nest and I fell, but my arm was stuck in the mesh. As I struggled to free myself, the beast just watched me, scratching markings down on the board. After a few seconds, I regained my hold on the nest's wall and was able to pull my arm free before dropping down to the floor. I was bleeding and my arm ached from the fresh wound. The mesh of the nest had cut my arm during the struggle and that thing was just watching me. It wasn't there to help me. If it was, wouldn't it have let me out? Wouldn't it have offered to fix my wounds? As we stared at each other in that moment, I decided I was going to do everything I could to get out. I may have been born in this nest, but it wasn't meant to be my prison. I had wings. I was meant to fly. I hissed at the monster and it smiled calling another beast over to gawk at me. That was the day I realized that my nest was actually a cage. We're going to take a quick break from the story to mention our sponsor. This would be a good time for you to go and refill that drink or go to the bathroom. I spent the next night fighting with the opening again, 
getting it open much faster now that I knew how. As I crawled out of the cage, I tested my wings. I'd never tried to use them before. They were weak, but I could hook them together. I looked about the cage and saw that there were other cages nearby. Taking a running start, I leapt into the air, gliding wobbly down on top of another cage beside mine. A small purple pixie lay at the bottom, frightened by the sudden movement of their home. It wasn't much older than me. Hey, I called down to it. What's your name? The pixie slowly crawled up to meet me. I'm Trift. What about you? Sopan. I recalled the name my mother had cooed to me while I'd nursed. Do you want out? Out? He blinked at me in confusion for a moment, then smiled. Heck yeah! I crawled over to the latch that held the door of the cage and gave it a firm tug. It was much easier to open from this side. Trift pushed the door open and climbed out, testing his wings in the same manner I had. <laughs> now what? he asked expectantly. Um, free the others? I suggested, looking at the rows of cages. Sounds like a plan, he replied excitedly. Then what, though? We can't get out of this room. They keep it locked. He pointed to a large, shiny door that contrasted with the white walls of the room. Hmm, I thought for a moment. They can't catch all of us if we rush the exit when it opens. Not a good idea, Trift shook his head. You haven't been out there yet, have you? I shook my head, and his smile fell. They have traps set up in case we get loose. They'd just set those off and we'd all die. What is this place? I asked. He seemed to know a lot. At least, more than me, anyway. I'm not sure what it is, he hugged himself in discomfort. But those humans do awful things. The Fae aren't so bad, though. Humans? Fae? I cocked my head in confusion. The big things that bring us food, he pumped his shimmering wings. The ones with the green eyes are Fae. They're usually pretty nice. The ones with other eye colors are humans. They're horrible. They take us into other rooms and poke us with needles and stick things to us. Needles? I didn't know what that was. But it didn't sound good. Long, hollow, shiny thing that usually has something in it, he explained, waving his hands dramatically. They use them to put stuff inside of us. Why? I was horrified at this point. To see what it does, I guess, he shrugged. Hey, since we're out, want to try to fly? I've always wanted to. Sure. I was grateful for the change in topic, but now I had so many questions. I watched as he flexed his wings, latching them together and getting a good feel for them. He beat them faster and faster until they moved so quickly I could no longer see them. Then suddenly he was laughing. I looked down at his feet and saw that they no longer touched the cage on which we stood. I mimicked him, hovering for a moment before dropping down. The action excited me. I tried again, pushing harder this time. I floated away from the cage, upwards, and Trift followed. Something outside the room beeped, and we both forgot our bliss, dropping back down and landing painfully onto the cage. They're back, Trift whispered urgently, 
What do we do? Get back inside. I ran to the door of his cage and lifted it. Hurry! He leapt for the opening, and I slammed the lid closed behind him, latching it back before sprinting towards my own cage. I got inside just as the light came on. The large creature spotted me instantly. Assuming I was trying to escape, they rushed over and bumped the cage until I fell to the bottom. I examined the thing as it fastened the door closed again. Green eyes. They seemed sad. That was chapter one of The King's Pixie. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you come back next week for chapter two.